Hey guys, I'm really happy to be back. If you've never listened to this podcast before, my name is Sarah Desimores and this is the Moms on the Grind podcast. Okay, I know it's been quite a hiatus. I know I'm taking full accountability for leaving you guys hanging. It was totally my fault. I should have better planned my time. So, you know, this podcast is really important to me and I choose to continue it. It's not, you know, I didn't give up on it. I didn't change my mind. I didn't decide to not do it. I just want to continue it. I want to make sure that it keeps going. Most importantly, because the podcast makes me happy. Of course, I'm doing it to help other people, but... It has to make me happy. It has to do something positive to me, which it does. It helps me express myself. I feel like through this podcast, I'm helping someone. And whenever I'm helping other people, it really fulfills me the most in life. Therefore, I've already edited a few episodes and I have more in progress. So I'm officially, officially back. How have I been since the last episode? Wow. Okay. So much has changed, all of it in a good way. I've had lots of challenges in life, but guess what? I'm embracing them. You don't evolve if you don't have challenges in life. I've learned that. Also, I was dating someone for a bit and that absolutely did not work out. So I've been single as fuck again for a bit. So honestly, it's for the best. You know, this is something I'm going to talk about in an upcoming episode. I'm not going to talk about love life. I'm just going to talk about, you know, things that I'm looking for in a relationship. So, you know, when things don't work out, usually it's for the best. So 2019 has been all about positivity, good energy, working on the being, yeah, sorry, working on being the best version of myself. I've been working a lot on my relationship with God as well. I feel like the moment that I neglect my relationship with God, everything else in my life goes to shit. My relationships goes to shit. Work goes to shit. My parenthood goes to shit. So I always have to keep putting God first. And this is a work in progress. I am a work in progress. This is an episode that I've wanted to do for a really long time. So let's remember that this is not a podcast for single mothers. It's mostly a podcast aimed towards working moms, you know, the ones that have either a full-time or part-time job or moms that are entrepreneurs, all while juggling, juggling their personal life and raising children. So this is why it's called the Moms on the Grind podcast. It's not the single moms on the grind podcast. You know, I've had a lot of people be confused about that. And I always clarify, I say, no, it's not for single moms, it's for working moms. However, it is really important for me to address single parenthood since I am a single mother and I've been a single mom for the past four years. Yes, ma'am, I'm going to talk about it today. Can you guys believe that this past year, so for the past 12 months, yes, this past year is when I finally came out of the whole single mother victim mentality. Okay, let me break it down for you. The single mom victim mentality is, you know, when in your mind you're like, poor me, pity me, I'm a single mom, or well, I can't do this because I'm a single mom, or having the most horrific and depressing limited mindset about being a single mom. That was me. Guys, okay, never mind what you see on social media. I used to feel like absolute shit and basically would always have moments of feeling defeated, depressed because of the whole victim mentality that lingered in my mind constantly. Took me a lot of self-work, affirmations, gratitude exercises, and therapy. Yes, therapy. I love it, by the way, to get out of this whole... I feel like it's kind of like um, a vicious circle that you're in, you know? 
And I'm not 100% out of that victim victim mentality today, but I'm probably 95% out of it. I still have moments here and there, but it's not like before. Being a single mother was a choice. And guess what? There's pros and cons, and the cons all have solutions or possible fixes for them. This is an episode for single parents, so I think this is one of the episodes that even single dads can listen to. And, you know, single parents everywhere who want some hope. Okay, because there is hope at the end of the tunnel. This is not like the end of your life. I used to think it was the end of my life. I used to think I was doomed. I used to think that, oh my God, here it goes. I'm one of them now. But you know what? If you listen to this episode and realize that I may have forgotten something, please write me and I'd love to share your input on my social media. So again, we're going to talk about the cons and the pros. Well, the pros and the cons of single parenthood and the cons are all going to have solutions to that. Okay, so let's talk about the pros. Number one, you get some time off. So, okay, if the other parent is actually present in your kid's life and you have an arrangement for shared custody, for example, if the dad has the weekends or you get a week, the dad gets a week or whatever it is, that this means you actually get some time off kid free. This is huge, guys. It means you can sleep late, wake up late, go out, clean your house, etc. kid free. My married friends actually envy me for this. So one weekend out of two, I'm free. I can travel for the weekend. I can be a workaholic, work 12 hour days, sleep all day or go out, whatever I want. So the funny thing is that most of the times when I'm free during the weekend, you hear crickets in Miami, like nothing's going on the weekend that I don't have Eva. Not all the time, but most of the time. But the times that something is going on, I like having the liberty, right? Like, let's say I don't have Eva one weekend and there's a festival, like, I don't have to find a babysitter or whatnot. It's actually pretty freaking cool. When you're not a single parent with shared custody, you may have your kids most of the time and then you have to plan date nights in advance or, you know, if you need to go out for the weekend, you have to make some arrangements. So, you know, whereas when you're a single parent with shared custody, you can just say, okay, well, this is the weekend. I'm not going to have my kid. Let me plan this or let me plan that. So it is a it's a pretty cool pro. So the second thing is that you become more organized with your time. You're basically forced to become more organized with your time. So I used to suck with time organization. Then when I became a single mother, I understood the expression, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. So my days are crazy organized now since I have to wake up, take care of my daughter. You know, I talk about my morning routine on episode two. I work all day. I have to get her from school or from camp, figure out dinner and night routine, work more, etc. So if my time isn't organized, then my life would be complete chaos. I have no choice to be organized. And, you know, also I've become the master of breakfast or lunch meetings or networking events because I can rarely go to dinners or happy hours. So you just figure out how to reorganize your time in different ways, but you become more effective at the same time, if you know what I mean. Number three, and this one makes me cringe because I'm such an independent person, you actually learn to ask for help and you develop a village, okay? I hated asking for help. Since I was a kid, I've always been very independent. So my sister always calls me out on it, but guess what? I have no choice. When you're a single parent, you have no choice. You like you have to ask people for help. 
For example, I get a showing request for my listing at 7 p.m. I'm going to have to ask my parents to watch Eva, so I have to ask for help. If I want to go work out really early in the morning, which I love doing, which I prefer doing because most of the times if I don't work out early in the morning, I'm never working out at all, then guess what? I have to ask my sister to either, you know, to sleep over my house and watch Eva while she's sleeping, you know, by the time that I come back. If I'm stuck in traffic and I'll be late to pick up my daughter, I have to ask someone that I trust to pick her up for me to avoid late fees at daycare. The list goes on. It takes a village to raise a child and that village is hella effective when you're a single parent. Just a little tip, if you don't have any family around, which I didn't have any family or help for the first few years that I became a single mom, make friends with other moms, either from school or from your kid's daycare or from church or wherever it is that you go. Make friends with other moms. There's even mommy groups on Facebook. There's a group in Miami called Miami Moms. Another one is called Little Ones. Just become friends with them because, you know, I can't tell you how many times that my mom friends helped me by either babysitting Eva free of charge or picking her up from school. So they've really helped me. They've really saved me. I'll be, I'll forever be grateful for all of my mommy friends. Okay, number four pro of being a single parent is that your hustle is on, on another level. I don't even know how to really explain it, but let me try. Okay, so if being a single parent doesn't encourage you to work 10 times harder, then I don't know what does. I've always loved working, but my drive grew exponentially when I became a single mom. It's like, now that I have a daughter, I want so much more for my daughter and for my life. I've never been the kind of girl who wanted to like wait for Prince Charming to come and rescue me and finance my life. I mean, you know what? If it happens, great, but I'll still be working because... Not only do I love what I do, you know, I really love my job, but I also love having my own financial independence. So finally, I do believe that because I have my daughter, because I work harder, because I have, she's my number one motivation, you know, I feel like I'm also teaching her to work hard. I'm teaching her what it's like to be a woman and to work for what you want. It's really important to show that to our daughters, you know, to show them that they can achieve whatever they want. They can get whatever they want in life if they work hard for it. So this is what I'm trying to teach her and I'm trying to live also by example And whatever life it is that you want, you need to be able to finance it. I don't care if you want to travel all around the world. Whatever dreams you have, if you work hard, you can achieve it. So ever since having my daughter, like I was already a hustler. I've always been a type of person that worked hard. But having a kid and also being a single mother, knowing that I can't really, you know, her dad does help me for her. But just knowing that I'm by myself most of the time, I don't know. It just grew my drive. I'm just so driven now, much more than before. Okay, so finally, the final pro that I want to talk about is that you get a -a one-of-a-kind relationship with your kid. So your kid becomes more independent and learns to do things to help you. Let me explain it. Okay, I have the coolest relationship with my daughter. Although we have fun, I'm really strict on certain things. But me being strict on these things, it's helped me help her become more independent. In other words, I taught her to help me by helping herself. If she can do it herself, then I don't necessarily have to do it for her, if you see what I mean. It was more of a time-saving thing at first, but I quickly realized that it helped her mature. She's only five years old, and she already makes her bed every morning by herself. Um, She's been doing that since she was three years old. She knows how to toast waffles on her own. She knows how to brush her teeth, take her shower, get ready, etc. without me. And also when we travel, she knows how to act because when you are alone traveling with a kid... 
you know that your patience is not the same as, you know, when you're with your spouse. It's not the same. It's like you're by yourself and it can be stressful. So I've taught her to, to behave when we're traveling. She also helps me set the table and more. So it's actually pretty cool. I'm not 100% sure that it wouldn't have been like that if it was if I was in a two-parent household, but I do know that having less time being a single parent is really what encouraged me to encourage her to become more independent and to help me more. Okay, now let's talk about the cons of being a single parent and, of course, the solutions for them. Okay, this one's a given. Number one, finances can get really, really tough, okay? You get forced to budget. I always hated budgeting. It's never been my thing. And although her dad and I share expenses for her, I'm still on my own to pay everything else, you know, from the rent to the groceries to my cell phone bill from everything. So it's really not always easy. So I use the app Mint that helps me budget. Another thing that helped me is that I took the Financial Peace University by Dave Ramsey. So, you know, this really helped me get my finances together. I'm also self-employed. So the whole hustle thing that I spoke about earlier, it really helped. Because I know that finances can get tough, I work harder and smarter to make sure that I'm not stranded. Another thing is, don't be afraid to ask for help when you can, especially when it comes to finances. There are resources out there for single mothers and churches that are willing to help when there's a need. Whether you have a financial need for groceries, school supplies, and more, don't be ashamed to ask for help. I remember, you know, I spoke up just a little bit earlier that I'm really into therapy. I love therapy. And back then, you know, when I first became a single mom, I couldn't afford insurance. I couldn't afford a therapist. I couldn't afford any of that. And I found this thing called um, the Open Path Collective, which is basically a bunch of therapists and psychologists that they do therapy at a reduced rate. You know, it can cost you anywhere between $20 and $50, if I'm not mistaken, for each session which is super, super, super cheap compared to 100 or 150, which is like the regular cost of a session. So don't be ashamed to ask for help. Don't be ashamed to ask for resources if you're struggling with certain things. This is what I've learned, again, the hard way. I hate asking for help, but when you're by yourself and you're stuck and you don't know what to do, you have to do it. And there's a bunch of resources. There's people that are willing to help. Of course, I always talk about work hard, work hard, work hard. But, you know, some finances, if you need therapy, if you have postpartum depression, you might not be able to afford it at the moment. And I always say at the moment because I always believe that if you work hard enough, you'll be able to get the life that you want. But there's certain times where you're either saving up money or, you know, times are tough. Ask for help. Okay, number two of the con is the loneliness that you experience as a single parent. (laughs) This is a really, really tough one for me. So it comes, it goes, it happens, it sucks. You know, the whole feeling lonely thing, hate it. No matter how busy you are or how happy you are, you will get lonely. Sometimes you will want to go on a date and the only date you're going to have is with your sleeping kid or like your dog or your cat or your, you know, your forever friend Netflix. Yeah, not the hottest date idea, right? (laughs) So it's something that I still struggle with. Things I've done to battle this is to stay in touch with my friends, to get a hobby. You know, I really love working out. I love reading. I recently got into tennis. I'm actually looking for a new partner, a new tennis partner. So keep yourself occupied with work or whatnot. So another thing that really, really, really helped me with loneliness, and I spoke about it before, you know, I have my faith in God. I'm Christian. So Knowing that God is with me no matter what and that I'm never alone has really reassured me. Therapy. 
also helped me with dealing with, you know, the whole loneliness thing, the whole, you know, because, you know, when you're lonely, you don't want to end up like dating a random person just because you're lonely or dating the wrong guy or, you know, ending up with the wrong friends or whatnot. So you really have to, this is really something that I have to work on and, you know, still being myself and not making bad decisions just because I'm lonely. Okay. So number three con is you're forced to ask for help. I did touch on it in the first con. I, I touched on it as a pro as well because I'm a hard-hearted Sagittarius. So it was a really tough one for me. I had to put my damn pride aside and ask for help. So, you know, whether it's hiring a babysitter or texting another mom friend to ask her to stay with your kid, you have to do it. I know, I know I hate it. I know I spoke about it, but I feel like this is one of the most important things. Asking for help is a pro because, you know, you get to connect with other people and it's a con as well because when you're hard-headed, it's something that's really tough to do. Number four con of being a single parent, and this is one that I feel like people don't always talk about, but I'm going to be the one to talk about it. I don't care what you guys think. I don't care what my friends say. I don't care what anyone says that listens to the that listens to this podcast because it's the truth. So number four is that you may feel X'd out or completely secluded from some activities with your friends. It's a tough one. I know that you other single moms or single dads have felt it. I'm telling you, some people just ghost you. Some of your friends just disappear because it's like you're not in a relationship anymore. You're not in a couple anymore. So you're not part of anything anymore. That especially comes with the friends that are married, okay? So it may happen that you suddenly are less invited to things because it's mostly couple activities or dinners, and it often happens that they won't include you. It's fine, you know? What you can do, you can just be vocal about the fact that you still want to be invited to other group activities, and even let's say you're vocal about it and you're like, Hey guys, you guys can't just X me out because I'm single now. You know, like I still want to come. I don't care if I'm the only single person at dinner or at your house get together. Like, I don't care. I still want to come. You guys are still my friends. And if you're vocal about it and they still X you out, guess what? It's time to find new friends who actually will include you because that's really unfair. And I think it's so annoying that people are doing that. But you know what? It's a reality. Just be vocal about it. Because sometimes if you're not vocal about it, people might even think that, oh, you know, maybe we didn't invite her because she might be uncomfortable or maybe she doesn't want to be there or whatever it is. It could be a misunderstanding. So be vocal about it. If they still don't invite you, then F them. Also, you know, when you cut, when it comes to you having some single friends, which I have a lot of single friends, however, they may be doing like happy hours or activities that you can't partake in because you have to stay home, watch your kid or whatnot. So for example, someone goes, Hey Sarah, we're going to be doing happy hour at the wharf. Then we're going to go to a bar and brickle on a Wednesday, like literally on a school night. So unless you really want to go and you have someone, someone to watch your kid, you can't really make it, you know, you can't always make those activities. Another thing, one thing that you can do when it comes to that, and I'll do it sometimes during the week or on Fridays that, you know, the weekends I have my daughter, I'll have a get together at my house around the time that my daughter goes to sleep. So, you know, she goes to sleep at like 8 or 9 p.m. So I'll invite people for 9 p.m. And then we'll, you know, we'll hang out by the pool. We'll hang out outside, have a couple of drinks or like have a game night. You know, how many times have I done that? Your real friends won't mind. You know, they'll know that you really can't go somewhere because you have your kid at home and maybe your babysitter is not available or whatnot. So they will come over. Try to find other activities that you can do maybe even at home. And number five con of being a single parent, the exhaustion. 
and not having a lot of time for yourself. This is a huge reality, okay? Guys, let's face it. Having a kid can be exhausting, even when you're in a two-parent household, even if you have a husband or a wife. So imagine being a single parent and not, you know, having the other person with you most of the time. Stop it with the super mom bullshit. You know you're tired after an entire day with your child or children, okay? I have one kid and I can't even imagine how tired I'd be with more than one. And sometimes you miss having some time alone. Even going to pee is barely done in private anymore for a few years when you have children, all right? So when you're with your kid, one thing you can do, you can wake up a little bit earlier to get, even if it's half an hour by yourself. I address that again in the episode when I talk about my morning routine and the reason why I wake up super early. Not because I want to wake up super early necessarily, but because I want to have some time alone to be more relaxed when my daughter wakes up because when I do have that time alone, it makes me happier, okay? During your time off, you know, for example, if your kid is with their dad or their grandparents or whatnot, try to really, really relax and do what you love doing. I've also learned that delegation, you know, I've also learned to delegate a few things so that I'm not a walking zombie most of the time. So to avoid exhaustion and to not be a zombie, I use Instacart for groceries. You know, it saves me hours and I'll get a cleaning lady and I made sure to get a cleaning lady who also does my laundry, folds the laundry, puts it away and also irons. So do you know how that changed my life? Just having a cleaning lady and Instacart I mean, I don't, I don't even know where to begin. Do you know how long it would have taken me to clean and do laundry on a Saturday? Like literally hours, sometimes even days. I remember just feeling like my laundry was never done because, you know, by the time that the one load of laundry was dry, it's like I had to do another one. It was just like kind of like a never ending cycle. Now I don't worry about it anymore. So if you can afford it, delegate however you can. It not only makes you less exhausted, but it also makes you less stressed out and you get to spend more quality time with your kid, which in turn, you know, turns into unforgettable moments with your child. So my Saturdays and Sundays used to be complete chaos with cleaning and laundry, but now I can actually do an activity with Eva. Like we can go to the movies, we can relax, my house is clean, the laundry's done. I don't have to worry about that. Okay, so this is it for the pros and cons. I hope that it was really helpful. Who knows, there might be a part two to this episode. As usual, after my long episodes, you know, when I do like a real long episode, I'm going to talk about my wins and my growth opportunities for the past week. So for personal wins, I feel like just recording this podcast was huge and, you know, it's a huge win because it's been on my mind for months. And also I was able to get a lot of work done while I was in on vacation in Montreal. This is pretty huge because I thought, you know, I'll bring my laptop, but I'm probably not going to open it, but I actually did get things done. I scheduled some stuff. I got some really, really good stuff. You know, I got some negotiations done. I got some clients under contract, but I was still able to enjoy my vacation. And a win parent-wise is that on my way back from Montreal to Miami, it was a freaking breeze with Eva. She was awesome. No tantrums, nothing. She was just super chill. She asked me for, you know, she asked for snacks like every five minutes, but she had some. So she was fine. But honestly, she's getting better and better. And I feel like that's a huge win because it's years and years and years of practice, years of discipline you know, a couple of moments of crying on the airplane when she was younger and had tantrums on the plane and I was freaking out and I feel like it's finally paying off now. 
Okay, when it comes to things I need to work on or growth opportunities, so personally, I have been completely slacking on my morning routine. You know, usually I do my affirmations, visualization, meditation, all of that, and it directly affected my life as a whole. Like my whole life was just like not going as well as it usually is. I feel because I haven't been doing that. I haven't been putting myself first. I haven't been visualizing. I remember even opening my five-minute journal and realizing realizing this is, today is like we're, we're in July now. And when I opened my five-minute journal, the last time I did it was like June 15th. So this is horrible. Need to get back to it. I'm not even joking. So parent-wise, one thing I need to work on, I totally forgot to update my summer budgeting app for Eva and for camp. So Mint, which is the, the app that I use for, for my budgeting, my app has been going insane with notifications. It's like I, they've, the app is like telling me I'm late on everything, but there's payments that I don't have because Eva's not in school. So I just for, to, totally forgot that it was summer and I forgot to budget for it. So that's kind of like, you know, I need to work on that this week. I'm working on it like right after I'm done with this podcast. So guys, again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being patient and waiting for this episode. I know it's been a couple of months, but I'm back. Okay. Once again, please, 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 please. I would really, really appreciate it if you could give this podcast five stars on iTunes. If you like the episode, share it with your single parents, uh, single parent friends. If you know any other moms that are single moms or dads, I would really appreciate it. I would appreciate your input. I appreciate all feedback. The podcast will get better and better. I am, like I said at the beginning, I am a work in progress and I promise you guys it is back on and I'm here for you. So if you guys have any questions on if you're a working mom or even if you're a single mom and you have questions or need tips, you know, let's start a community. Let's help each other out. Okay. Until next time, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening again.